You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Theme song of the drive. We don't get to hear it <laughs> in a while, yeah. All that much. Uh, Matt, I, I, I wanted to talk about a couple things in this segment. Um, first of all, I, I did a little research. Mm, yeah. And this is into the 2018 quarterback class. Okay. It's been, it was a hot topic this week. Mason Rudolph spoke this week. Yeah, yeah. Got yeah. me to wondering how Mason Rudolph's first nine starts compare to the other guys who were drafted ahead of him in their first nine starts of their career. Fair enough. Now, the only difference here is that their first nine starts in all every case except for Lamar Jackson. His were over the course of two seasons. Right. I mean, he started like the last don't remember. he started the last seven games of his rookie year and then the first two games to get to the nine. I, that's what I, I didn't that count the playoff game for him. Yeah, for people who don't remember, Flacco was a starter in Baltimore and it's about halfway through the year. Right after they played the Steelers. Okay. Yeah. And you're hearing things like is Harbaugh's job in jeopardy. Yeah. Um, and it know. was. And it, and it was. You know, they drafted Lamar at the end of the first round that year. And he had played. I mean, he would not Taysom Hill, but he had, there was packages. Yeah. And remember, Joe would go stand there and not run a route. And you know, yeah. they played 10 on 11. And you saw Lamar. So his entrance to the league was a little different than others. It wasn't like, boom, here, you're the guy. But then they went all in, and boom, he was the guy. And they changed everything around. So they did, yeah. It took him a little while to get that number of stars took him over two seasons, like yeah. you said. But the rest of the guys would be Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen. Um, they all started their first nine games that okay. rookie year. Yeah, okay. Not all in – like Josh Allen missed a couple games in the middle of the season. Gotcha. Uh, I think but Darnold Dar- and Baker Darnold missed a couple games. Stretch. He yeah. missed a couple games as well. But they, all, all in their rookie year. they were all year. starters. Yeah. Huh. So, Mason Rudolph in, that, in the, his first nine games – 172 for 283. That's a 60.7 completion percentage. Okay. 1,839 yards, 12 touchdowns, nine interceptions. I believe four of those came in the game against the Browns. No, so there's one game. real stinker yeah. in there that hurts that for sure. Uh, 15 sacks he's taken. Okay. And he's rushed. Uh, he ran 19 times for 36 yards, had a 5-4 and four record, a passer rating of 80.7. I want to mention the rushing thing real quick. I mean, he's not a runner. No. I mean, he got two yards a clip on But a lot of those rushing attempts are kneel downs. Like last year, I think he played at the end of – He played at the end of like three or four games and just came in to take a knee. Yeah, right. I guess that doesn't help things either. I didn't think of that part. But my point was going to be I'm glad he's at least willing. Oh, yeah. If the C's part, he'll get five and slide. Of those those 19, probably 14 of them are – him running with the ball. Okay, okay. And he's never going to break off long chunks of runs. And some of these guys we mentioned, or he's not even close to Absolutely, an yeah. of course. It's not his game. But I'm glad that he does it. Okay, so when you compare his completion percentage to the other guys, the only two that are better, Baker Mayfield at 62.54, hmm. 
And Lamar Jackson, of all people, is 61.86. He's not as inaccurate as people think. Sam Darnold's completion percentage. Remember, he was the number three pick in that draft. Yeah. First nine starts, 55.02. Wow. I mean, Um, Mason's at 60-ish by NFL standards for 2020 isn't so great. For for young rookie guys, it's not so bad. Yeah, for young quarterbacks, not bad. To be at 55, that's pretty darn low. Josh Allen in his first nine starts. Gee, I bet they were bad. 52.94. Wow. And unlike now, they weren't a deep passing team. Right. That, I mean, they were trying to break in a rookie quarterback. Yeah. They were trying to get him layups just like everybody else. Josh Rosen, 54.14. Yeah. I mean, I guess that doesn't surprise him. I mean, he has not turned it around, obviously, either. In terms of yardage, Baker Mayfield... Lead the way, led the way, twenty four or two thousand four hundred and thirty eight. Now remember, they were losing a lot of his games. Yeah, uh, we mentioned what Lamar's time is when he became a rook, uh, a starter. Mayfield took over, I want to say, in like week four or five. Went on to win Rookie of the Year over Saquon Barkley. I would have voted for Barkley. Set some passing records, but and I'm not just picking on him because he's they a brownie. They played junk. They played. Nothing. Well, before we get too far no down that expectations, road, you know? let's talk about the records. With okay, these guys. I mean, maybe I should have brought that up first. Too. Yeah, right. Okay, so Lamar Jackson eight and one in his first nine starts. Okay, they kind of took off with with Lamar. That was um, Lamar was eight and one. Yeah, they saved their season. Yeah, right. The second best record of those guys is Mason Rudolph at five and four. Really? I then guess you, that doesn't shock me either. The more I think about it, then you got Josh Allen at four and five. Baker Mayfield and Josh Rosen were three and six. Wow. And Sam Darnold two and seven. Wow. I'm surprised Rosen won three. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was How did like, we get the three? Yeah, right, yeah. All right. So in terms of yardage, Baker Mayfield was led the way with twenty four hundred uh two thousand four hundred and thirty eight. Number two, Darnold with one thousand nine hundred and thirty four. Again, these guys were behind a lot. Yeah, I was gonna say they that helps. There's some prevents garbage yeah. time in there too. Number three. Mason Rudolph. Really? 1,839. Hmm. Uh, then you had Lamar Jackson, 1,710. Josh Rosen, 1,634. And then Josh Allen, dead last in that group, 1,559. Wow, so that's in nine percent. starts. Yeah. Wow. How many in nine starts for Allen? 1,559. So he's averaging about 160 yards a game. Wow. Yeah, his completion percentage was the worst, too. Yeah. And he's not completing the big ones, either. Touchdowns. Passing. Passing. Mayfield led the way again, 18. He set that record as a rookie. Yeah. Yeah. Number two. It's a tie between Lamar Jackson and Mason Rudolph. Huh. Both had 12. Okay. Uh, Josh Rosen. I'm sorry. Sam Darnold has 11. Josh Rosen, 10. Josh Allen, 6. Boy, Allen did. <laughs> he was really bad. I mean, as we were both year. really down on Allen coming out of school and his first couple of years. I forgot how bad he was. I mean, he was so good this last year. Wow. Interceptions. Lamar far and away the best in that respect. Okay. He had three. Okay. Number two was a tie between Josh Allen of all people and Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. He's like second in every category. Then you had Rosen and Mayfield tied with ten. And the leader in the clubhouse with 14 was Darnold. Yeah. Darnold threw picks in high school, college, Jets, probably with the Panthers, too. And we'll throw a bunch of yeah, right. Sacks taken. And we've talked a lot about this. This is a quarterback stat as much as it is an offensive line stat. 
The leader, Mason Rudolph, with 15. The most? The fewest. Fewest, okay. Uh, then you had Lamar Jackson with 18. Mm-hmm. They couldn't be any more different. They couldn't be any more different, right. Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold, 21 each. Josh Allen, 24. Josh Rosen, 25. Yeah, Rosen had a really bad line, but so did Darnold. Yeah. Still. I mean, it's also a lack of recognition. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then rushing yards, it's not even close. Uh, Lamar Jackson, 682 in those. Which is probably the most starts. ever in a Probably. But yeah. But Allen had 480 yeah. in his first nine wow. starts. <laughs> in half the rushing attempts. I mean, I mean he yeah. was really a chicken. He had with 71, 71 carries for Allen as a, compared to 138 for Lamar. For Lamar. Wow. And then they weren't all designed. It was... I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm just going to take gonna off. Run. Yeah, I mean, he was a wild stallion. Yeah. Uh, then you ha- it goes all the way down to Baker Mayfield at 109. Um, Josh Rosen, 66. Sam Darnold, 62. Mason Rudolph, 36. Yeah. I mean, he's never going to win that category. No. no. I Mayfield will run around. Nor do you want him to. No, no, right. Yeah. That's not playing to his strengths. Passer rating. Lamar Jackson, 99.6, led the way. Hmm, Okay. Number two, Baker Mayfield at 90.4. Makes sense. Mason Rudolph is third, 80.7. Wow. Then you go to Rosen at 69.7, Darnold at 68.3, Allen at 66.1. Not the passer rating is the No, but it's still yet another It means something, yeah. Right, right, right. I mean, it's Rudolph's in second or third again in yet another category. He's the only thing that he is dead last in in this whole exercise. Is rushing yards, mm-hmm. and he will be forever. And he will. And that's yeah, right, that's right. not who. Yeah, right. Everything else, he's in the top of the class. It's amazing. I mean, he was the clearly the last one drafted of that group. There was a gap between there was a gap, all those yeah. other guys and him. But the Steelers said, "Hey, we had him ranked up there with those other guys," mm-hmm. and people have laughed at that. Wow, they, what are they looking at? Right. Wow. I think there's a misconception that he's, and I'm not making fun of these other dudes, but the that he's a Omar Jacobs throwaway fifth round pick that lasts a year. Dennis Dixon, you know, I'm sure there's there's a long stretch of them that every team takes those shots and rarely do you get the Dak or you know that you hit. I mean, he's better than that. Yeah. I mean, I think he came the league better than that. I mean, he's we talked about better than that. The previous segment we talked a lot about national perception. The national perception on Mason Rudolph is is he stinks. Like, oh my God, the Steelers are bringing back Mason Rudolph as their number. When you look at it like this, right? With these, like, like if he would have been the starter since day one, Ben Roethlisberger retires years ago, and they put Rudolph in to start that season, and he begins the year like this, as does Baker and Allen and all those guys. I think there'd be a lot different perception of him, you know. And those guys have gone and do some very good things. Look at the, the look at the jump Josh and, Allen made from year two to year three. As big as I've ever seen. Now think about what we saw in year two from Mason Rudolph and then what we saw in last year against Cleveland in year three. Yeah, good point. It's a pretty good jump. Or even Mayfield. I mean, everyone thought he was the greatest right. thing in the world yeah. after his rookie year, which was a little inflated. And his, not, his second year was bad. It was really bad. Yeah. And then got in a good situation, and he played very well last year, especially down the stretch when it mattered most. You know, like these – Rookies, these young quarterbacks, and this has been true since the time, you know the, the test of time. Troy Aikman and Peyton Manning were terrible in their rookie year, and I'm not saying Rudolph's going to be as good as Mayfield, let alone Manning or Aikman. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. But all of them have roller coaster beginnings of their season. I mean, Mahomes is like the only one I can remember who's 
really been great and stayed great. You know yeah, I mean? I mean, Lamar's been pretty good. He has. Yeah. And he's a little unique, but he's been really good. Yeah, right. yeah he's more you're of a right. unicorn. He is, but still, no, he's been a great player. But, I, you know, I think when you look at, like, Josh Rosen got benched. He's 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 on his he's fourth he's on his fourth team. He's on his fourth team, right? You know, Darnold's been traded. Mm-hmm. Um, the other guy, the other three guys are all getting big contracts. They're about to all get paid. You know, right. by the way, Rudolph just he didn't get paid paid, but the Steelers gave but him the money. The team that knows him best, yeah. cap him. You know, I mean, money there's talks. there's a reason for that. I think they're looking at this going, okay, there's something to work with here, right? I mean, like I said, this staff has worked with the. The Jacobs and Dobbs and all these guys and didn't treat them this way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. okay, you're going to trade Dobbs for a, what, a six-round pick that year or whatever? Fine, we'll get something back for him. Roll the dice again, you know. And they get him back. Yeah, you're right. Know, yeah, just just find it. someone like him. And I'm not picking feel, on Josh Dobbs. I think they it's feel just, like there's something there with Mason Rudolph. All indications certainly show that way. And I wonder if the Browns – we can't erase this game, but if the Browns-Garrett game didn't happen – and every eye in America didn't watch it. <laughs> if that was a one o'clock on a Sunday and he didn't play well, and people were like, ah, well, you know, or it didn't end the way it did in such ugly fashion, frankly, I wonder if perception would be a lot different of him. Of boy, maybe he's coming along well, or you know, they're they're you know they're happy about him. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that that goes a long way towards the perception of Mason Rudolph. Like, you take that game out of the equation, his numbers are. Far better. Far better. And we've talked about this. You know, Ben Roethlisberger would have struggled in that game. Right. James Conner went out early. Oh, that was like, in the first. Game James Conner went out in the first quarter. It was a super short week with no practice. Deontay road, Johnson right. went out in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. Juju Smith-Schuster went out in the third quarter. You, I mean, they're playing. They're playing legit. Like this, most of the second half with the Tevin Jones on the field. Tevin Jones and James Washington are their yeah. top two receivers in Switzer. Yeah, that's what and they're. They that's were, what he's playing with. And they were worn out on a short week. Again, I'm making excuses. I really am. Yeah. But watching that game, you don't see that they're very legit. often. Yeah. Where a young quarterback is telling dudes where to line up. Right. You know, like rookie running back and right, right, you know, right. Receivers that have never played. He's putting guys. Tevin in like Jones. Supposed to come that's in. the only. That's the first time Tevin Jones has ever stepped foot on a on a in a, in a regular season game. And he may never do again. And, and <laughs> no, he's not going to. He's out <laughs> right, of the league. Right. right, right. Like he was cut after that season, and nobody picked him up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was playing with non-NFL players in a really difficult environment. and On the road, on a on short the road, week. And not overcoming it by any means. I mean, yeah. Aaron Rodgers would have overcome it. No, what happened, right, happened. Right. But. right. but it was as bad a situation as you can be in to perform. So, and again, boy, that year he pl- played so well against the Jets and got hurt again. Yeah. You know, And I also think there's this narrative that him and Duck are the same guy. They are not. <laughs> Right, like not even close. Ben wasn't in there, and they played with two dudes that were terrible. Well, one was really bad, and one one they went five and three with. The, you know, the other yeah. one was three and three. One can throw the football, and the other one can't. The other one can't. <laughs> yeah, you know, so one's an that. actual NFL quarterback; the other one is not. Right, and if some eight-year-olds out there was picking up teams and saw the two of them practice for four seconds, I think he'd take Rudolph. And I'm not. <laughs> I'm not picking on Duck. I'm not you picking know, on right, Duck right, at all. It is, he's, right. and, Good for and, him. They got three wins out of him, and shame on the Chargers for losing that game in his first start because right. they didn't ask him to do anything. And I get that he was popular, you know, and an interesting story and, you know, all that. But even Tomlin said he didn't just kill us. You know, I mean, yeah. like, it was a couple times he, well, uh, he did exactly. Like, you know, Colbert talked about it last year um, in the offseason about how their expectation for the defense 
in those games. You know, they, they want their defense to hold a team under 20 when Ben's starting. Yeah, yeah. Well, when when, when, when they went to Mason, it was, okay, hold them to 17 or fewer. Mm-hmm. When, they like went to, when they went to Duck, it's hold them to 13 or fewer. <laughs> right. You know? I mean, that's where they were. Yeah. And they sometimes did. Right. You know, right. So, uh, again, I, I, I'm not saying Rudolph is Ben's successor. But I think he might be in the mix. I would you like to see. I, mean? I would right. like to see what it looks like. Sure. Give him a shot. If they, um, go, especially if they go the way of the draft, or yeah, I mean they're going to add somebody else, even if Rudolph, absolutely, heaven forbid, starts 15 games and plays really well, they'll probably still add somebody else. You know, but um, unless it's a trade for Carr or you know an established top 15 type guy, I bet Rudolph's going to be somewhat in the mix. Yeah, no, and I, it's I, not as bad as people think. I think so as well. <laughs> right. It's not, especially when you look at it in that regard. Yeah, like, I'm know. curious. Maybe it's a project for another day, and I know it won't be pretty. But I wonder what Haskins' numbers are in the same amount of stats. They're not going to be good. They're not going to be good. I know yeah. they're not going to be good, but that doesn't mean he's a total wash and failure either. No, he was playing with a really well, his rookie year when he started. Like it was as bad as Darnold's situation, yeah. if not worse. I mean, the total. With no leadership on that team at that point either, and no stability, and you know, I'm interested to watch him. Like, I've heard that he throws the ball pretty well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you've seen him. I mean, he's a big, strong, strapping dude that can throw the ball. Uh, moving on. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I want to take a look at the Steelers' positions here. I'm going to give you, um, you give them a grade here. Okay. Uh, where they stand. Where right they stand. Now. Below average. Average. Okay. Uh, above average and great. Do you want to put them in reference to the league? Or incomplete, we could say, too. Yeah, in reference yeah. to the rest of the league. Okay. Not where they were from a year ago to right. now. Where or they, they are, improved, where you, you know. feel like they're at right now going into the 2021 season. Wide receiver position. Well above average. Yeah. It's not the best, but I think it's really darn good our, and getting better. Our friends at Pro Football Focus seem to disagree because they ranked, I believe, I saw this, I, I didn't open it or mm-hmm. look. But I think they had the Steelers receivers group ranked like 19th in the league. Uh, wow, I don't see that. That's at all. not the case. No, no. I mean, I did a top 25 list. Deontay barely made it, but there were three that were just missed. I mean, two that were just missed. They don't have the star power that some of the other yet. Yeah, but right. it's yeah. it's it's there. Right. It's not AJ Brown and Julio. There's potential for it. It's not like right. okay, these guys are all 28 year old receivers, and this is who they are. No, absolutely not. There's and, still guys who are all ascending. And James Washington's one of the best fourth in the league. I mean, yeah. I think he's a top three in most rooms, too. So, no, I think it's a very good group. Tight end group. And the receiving group is not why there was just a short passing game last no, year. I mean, no. They can attack the middle of the field in all levels. Yeah. The tight end group. Uh, average. Leaning towards above. Because I think you, you, a talented second-round pick goes a long way there. Um, I also think it's an ascending room. I do think Ebron is what he is. Yeah. And just recognize he's closer to the first conversation than the tight end conversation. Um, but there's a lot of rooms that I would not trade the Steelers' tight ends for around the league. Yeah. Uh, that's a good way to put it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, offensive line. Should we break Below. it up? Should we break it up into tackles and interior or just Yeah. I say so tackles. I think I think the whole thing's kind of below. I think the whole thing's below. That's how we have to grade it right now. The interior I might lean towards average. I think the I might even I might even good, but give some of these an incomplete. Without question. There's a lot to be hashed out there and 
I, the O-line's below. I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but yeah. I think we know that. But I think it's a little better than people think, and I think it can get to average. Yeah. And scheme will help. The quarterback room. Average. Okay. I, I think it's slightly above average when you look at the the, mm-hmm. the depth of the – I mean, we went through the quarterback rooms across the league, the backups across the league. Right. Earlier in the week, and there's some really bad ones. Yes. They've got, two, they've got two guys that two guys that have started games in the league as their backups, back, right? Yeah. And three Dobbs has started a game, hasn't he? Or did, I mean, he's been. I don't played, think he's started right? a game, yeah. but he's played. Way. He's played in the league. I think the backup quarterbacks are well above average. I think the whole room is average, and that's not that doesn't mean Ben's below, right? But right now, if you split the league into thirds, I don't think he's in the top third right this minute. Easily can yeah. get back to that. Yeah, yeah. Easily. The running back room. That's certainly incomplete, but I'm going to go with average. I think, and that's a huge upgrade from where it's they were last. last year and where where they were last. They were last, and I think now they're average, and it might not be before long we go, well, that's clearly above average. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's in the cards. I think that's coming. Defensive line. Let's do interior and edge. Okay, interior defensive line. Well above average. Well above average. Might be the best might in the league. Might be the best. I mean, Aaron Donald's and next to me and you might be the best, but in terms of guys that get a lot of snaps, it's top three. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, outside, edge. Well above average. They have one of the top two or three players at that position. And a question mark. I, I mean, if we say the edge guys two through bottom of the roster – I would put them below average, but the number one guy carries a lot of weight, so they're above average. And I'm not knocking Highsmith. I think he's going to be a good player, but he's sort of an incomplete. This one's an interesting one because off-ball linebackers. Yeah. Now, when we did this a few weeks ago and looked at the entire AFC North. They were all bad. They were the, they were the best in the, the AFC four. North. Right, right, right. So is it average? Is it below average? See, is I would above say average? average then yeah. because I could probably come up with – Ten that you wouldn't right, yeah, including three in the division <laughs> that aren't so good. Um, yeah, I think it's average. Uh, the cornerback position, average. I would, yeah, I would agree yeah. with that. I, I mean, there's no that. star. There's some questions. There's some turnover. Um, pass rush helps. You know, if they were on an average pass rushing team, how would Joe Hayden and Nelson wouldn't be look nearly last as good? Right. Wouldn't been quite as good. But that's not the reality. The that's reality not the reality. Is, yeah, right, the reality right, right. is they have a great pass rush that they don't need the best corner tandem in the league right. either. I, I made that point earlier, and like the Steelers aren't a piece I wrote yesterday. The Steelers aren't as bad at cornerback as everybody seems to think because they have a great pass rush. Mm-hmm. They've yeah, led the league and they've led the league in sacks the last four years. That's never been that's done before. Ridiculous, right? Really Never is. been done before. Yeah, and they're good bet. You know, if you're if you were laying uh, money in Vegas on who's going to lead the league in sacks again, Steelers would probably be the shortest money on that. Maybe Washington. Maybe Washington. You're right. But I was asked today who has a better defense, Washington or Pittsburgh. I lean towards the football team. I'm really impressed with what they've done. I mean, they've been they don't lose anything. They just keep adding to it every year. Yeah. But it's a conversation. I mean, you're right. It's probably even odds to lead the league in sacks. The safety position. Well above average. Yeah. One of the best in the league. I, I agree. I think people look at Minka Terrell Edmonds, I should say. It's, well, he's – Terrell Edmonds is at least an average starting uh, safety. So he's 
he's the definition of an average starting safety to yeah. me. Uh, that doesn't mean he's worth fifth year bump money, right? You know, but he's an av- he's not a bad player. No, he's. I mean, if you're ranking the top, well, sixty four safeties in the league, he's probably right around. He's in it. He's twenty eight to yeah thirty eight somewhere in that range. Exactly. I mean, I'm having a hard time coming up with safety tandems that are put ahead of them. I mean, the Bills are really good, but they have the second and third best player on that list. Right. The Packers are really good, but Amos and Savage are two and three. Right. You know. I mean, there's a couple of those type of situations. Like, I mean, I'm I'm probably missing one or two, but I don't know that. I mean, really, right now, if you're ranking the top safety in the league. Mink is in the top two or three for me. Right, he's in the he's in that conversation. Right. So therefore, he's got a really good group, and yeah. maybe one of the best ones. Jamal Adams isn't on that list. Derwin's out of sight, out of mind, but he's can't awesome. put it. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't played in two him. years. You just can't mm-hmm. automatically put him back. Well, he's he's top five because he's, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't seen that guy in two years. Harrison Smith's a really good player, you know, but he's not maybe not quite what he used to be. I, I wouldn't trade Minka for any safety in the league straight up. I would not either. No, right. and, and not even f- talk about money. He and all fits that well too. in this defense. Right, exactly what they want him to do. And even Derwin, if I saw him and he was healthy, I think it's easier to find box guys than center fielders. And yeah, it's not easy the to draft find Derwin play, James. The, the draft plays that out. I mean, that that's oh, yeah. just, we see that every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to find the freeze. I, I wouldn't trade him for any. And if you, you match that with an average dude who's Allowed to get better and played a lot. Right. And Who's still reliable? Yeah, he's still under twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think that's a, one of the best safety rooms in the league, if not number one. Depth worries me a little. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But I, I think they've gotten better there. Um, Killebrew can play yeah. some safety for you. Millet can play some safety for you. Antoine Brooks is coming into year two. He, he should be able to. He, he got his feet wet last year. Uh, Trey Norwood can play, you know, safety for you. Mm-hmm. So they've got some guys there that you look, you can look at and say, okay, these guys can yeah. potentially be back if, if they signed a, a hooker. Like <laughs> you get in trouble doing that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> going about it kind of wrong. I think that would go a long way. You know, I mean, not that he's a superstar or somebody like that, but it wouldn't break my heart to add a veteran there that has some upside still. You know, yeah. we'll see. But I think they like some of their guys. How about special teams? Above. Yeah, I, I think they get a bad rap a lot of times. That's um, one of those positions where you only remember the bad things. Boswell it, goes a long way. Boswell goes a long way. Barry was really good last year. I don't know if he'll be the punter this year. I don't know if he'll be the punter this year, but if he's not, it's because uh, Presley Harvin has, has beaten him out. Has done well, yeah. Um, or, and, and Harvin's going to win the ties. Yeah. And I'll, to be honest, Ray Ray McLeod as a return guy last year, especially early in the season, was pretty dynamic. Pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I think and, it's their co- and their coverage units have always been pretty good. Yeah. Above average. Above I mean, average. Yeah, I think their coverage units are pretty darn good. Everyone is, it's certainly a position where you only remember the bad. Yeah. And there's going to be some bads. There's going to be a punt blocked and things like that. Every team has them. Um, their core special teamers, I think, are a pretty good group. You know, Watt and some of those linebackers. And it's not a bad group there. Yeah. Uh, I think it's average to above. I mean, it's not below. How about coaching? Well above. Yeah. And I'm not kicking, you know, dirt on the last group, but I think they upgraded it on the offensive side of the ball. And that's an incomplete. I mean, right. I don't, I, we don't, I don't know, know yet. That. Yeah. I mean, Clem in Canada and those guys, but I think they improved. But I know the, the defensive on the defensive side, I mean, you have to look at it and say, 
That I'm, staff doesn't get enough credit. How many pe- how many defensive coordinators slash people under him would you rank ahead of the Steelers right now? Not many. Not many. It's funny. We had a, a conversation in a previous segment about execution versus scheme on the offensive side of right. the ball. The defense does both. Yeah. They got guys that win a lot of one-on-one matchups, but they also scheme those guys up pretty darn well, and they have for many years with different coordinators, I mean, over history. Right. But they've had a good combination for 20 years of execution and uh, scheme. Yeah. No, yeah, I, really, I agree. I, right. I, I think, again, everybody looks at – you know, for example, the Denver game last year. Well, they were just, you know, they allowed Jeff Driscoll to, to yeah. hang her, you know. Ha- You're not going to shut anybody down in today's NFL. No. And I know people point to, why is Keenan Allen catching 100 balls against Bostick? It's a problem. I mean, it wasn't ideal. But they've had some deficiencies, too, yeah. on the second level of every down guys. You don't scheme it up that way, but the other team right. has coaches, too, and they do. Mm-hmm. They, they, they scheme to get you into situations that you don't want to be in. Right, right. Uh, we had this conversation a ton pre-Bush was they played, you know, before Bush got here, they were really heavy with base defense and dime and not nickel. And in dime, they weren't strong enough. And in base, right. they weren't fast enough in, in a nutshell. They fell into a little bit of that problem once Bush got hurt last year, too. You know, so um, will Buddy Johnson help that? Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Right. But, I mean, that's one worry to me. Uh, I think they would like to play more snaps of nickel. With two linebackers on the field that they trust, that can run, that yeah. can run, that can, you know, and and Vince is okay, but not if it's no Bush, you know, if yeah. it's Vince and Williamson or you know, you need Bush to be in there. Yeah, Sp- like Spillane's okay in coverage, but not when he's your main coverage guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want Spillane, Williams, Williamson being. Two, I mean, all two of those guys always on the field. Because what's going to happen is, is exactly, exactly what happened against Cleveland in the playoffs is going to happen because they're going to they're going to see that okay we're going to come out in our in our twelve personnel we're going to split the tight ends out wide mm-hmm. sure. and, for, and all of a sudden you got Joe Hayden covering Austin Hooper right 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 and here's Jarvis Landry against Robert Spillane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I know. You know, we talked about maybe a Jamin Davis or a Zayvon Collins even in the first round. You can't have everything in the draft. Yeah. But the fact that they took a linebacker that can run in Johnson shows that they're they see they're that cognizant this is a, the, they're the, cognizant yeah. of it. Yeah, they are. They know. And, boy, when they couldn't afford Shazier to get hurt, and they're sort of in that environment with Bush now, too. Yeah. Imagine you know, if they had of. Shazier and Bush right now. Boy. boy now, they may not have made – they wouldn't have they made, wouldn't the, have traded they wouldn't have made a trade up, but they may have gotten you know right. somebody in a later round that, that – right. you know. Or – You'd been better somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, what if Shazier doesn't get hurt? Period. I mean, and he's not the only guy in the league that's gotten hurt, and, and yeah. it's put a wrench in GM's plans. But that was a pretty fluky thing. It was and really yeah. unfortunate, obviously. Yeah. Uh, anyways, we're going to take a break, and it's right. going to do it for this segment. So, for my partner Matt Williamson, for Jacob Recht here on site, keeping us on the air, I'm Dale Lolly. I thank you for listening to this edition of the Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.